Rocky 2, Rocky 3. And so we're going to have Resilience 2 today. And you know what? Those movies are all the same. Just a little bit different on how they act them out. But they're the same. If you look at the, the storyline, some of his daughter gets hurt and then he goes and he gets an army or he doesn't get an army and then he comes and he kills all the bad guys. I really like that part. <laughs> I love it. Eh? Patsy's like, you're watching this again? Yes, we're going to kill that darn devil. For me, bad guys are related to the devil everywhere. And so this morning I'm going to give resilience to a good, what can I call it, hit out of the park, I hope. Um, something caught my mind and I, I read stuff on Facebook and I listened to stuff and I, I started to think about it and I actually thought to myself, you know what? I haven't heard a preach on spiritual warfare for a long time. I've heard about everything, about dying to self and all that stuff. But you know what? Sometimes the devil comes in there and he makes this dying to self thing not what God intended it to be. And so when we get knocked down, we lay down there because uh, we feel like God wants us down here. No, resilience means you get back up. You get back up. Best story I've got from my life about resilience was I was still in the days when you had to do two years national service. So off to the army I went. I wasn't married yet, so obviously I wasn't saved yet. And so I'd come out of professional sports. I was, I was like, I was a serious person to deal with. I was 100 kgs, but I tell you what, there wasn't an ounce of fat on me. And so, <laughs> and so, uh, is that true, babe? The only fat I had was between my ears. So uh, I went into the army and I, I, I arrived there and I came from Durban and I arrived in the army camp and we had this sergeant major, he stood there and he said, old daddy Dacherokas from Durban on that side and the rest of you on that side. So all the oaks from Durban, they all got long hair. We all chilled out in our jeans. So first of all, they put us in the cut, cut your hairline, and uh, they cut half. <laughs> then they, you stand there with a half hair, cut, and then everyone goes, and then they cut the other off. <laughs> so they just try to really make life hard. And so, you, and I was older because I'd studied before I went to the Defense Force. Most people went straight there. So I was like two, three years older than most of the guys that, that were there. And so then you, you stick out. The guys, the little corporals, they're like this size. They're all <laughs> telling you what to do. And so on the first day I had this incident, I ended up in 
correctional ballot, CB, I was running around the red doby on. But you know what? I became a target for the guys who wanted to be the toughest. Because they saw me as the guy that was the toughest. Because these guys, they, they couldn't phase me. I, I was ready for their stuff. I could handle it. And so there was this one Afrikaans guy. Like he, he was a serious oak. I stayed away from him. And I had this tiny little oak that was with me in the army from Durban. And so I used to always make sure that he's sleeping next to me so I could look after him. Or the oaks could hit him instead of me. No, it's not. It's not true that. Not a true story. And so I was laying on my bed one day and the little guy was laying next to me and the next minute I hear this commotion and here comes this okay. The beds, we're in like a hall like this and the beds are all just, and here he comes down the aisle and he's got like an entourage of oaks behind him. Comes marching down. And he grabs my little friend off the bed, like with one arm, he just lifted him up like this. And he slapped him, he went flying over the bed. And so as he did that, I said, hey, and I stood up off my bed, and he swung. But I sat down as he swung, and I landed on the bed, and as I landed on the bed, resilience counted in, and I came up like this. I came up so hard, I took the top of my head, I put it right under his chin. He was out. He was out. When you're used to fighting, and that's where you come from, you know these things. That oak was out. He was, he's like, hey, I want to box with you. No, you out, China. After that, he became my bodyguard. Everywhere I went, he went behind me. If you can't beat them, join them. That was his theology. Even though I wasn't saved. I've got so many stories to tell in the army, I won't get along preaching here. But anyway, that is what resilience is. When you get hit down, you get up. I didn't get hit, but when you go down, you come up. And guys, when you come up, whether it's boxing, which I did a bit of, whatever, you end up on the ground, you don't come up on your back foot. You come up with everything you've got. Swinging like crazy, hitting, kicking, whatever you have to do. My dad always said, hit first and make sure they can't get up. So when I hit them and they hit the ground, then I just... In the army, you got serious boots, you can kick nicely. So, with the devil, hit first and make sure he doesn't get up. Make sure he doesn't get up. So this morning, I'm, I'm trusting that as we dig down into this thing, we'll, we'll look at resilience and we'll add to what we learned last time. Last time I said we should be able to face storms because we have a firm foundation. Looked at the guy who built his house on the rock and the guy who built his house on the stand. The next one we said to be resilient, we cannot allow circumstances to dictate to us. We must come back. We're, you know what? You go down because the, the heart of resilience is you're going to go down, but you're going to come back. Nothing's going to stop you coming back. 
We need to find our strength in the Lord. You know what? It's a whole lot harder when you don't know the Lord. Then it's a physical thing. We need to be, we cannot conform because we need to be transformed and renewed daily. Guys, you need to change on a daily basis. I always use the thing of, you know those escalators? Those ones that go up like this. Well, not those ones. The, 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 the ones at the airport. Have you been there? Where you, when you walk, you're like... Turn around and try and go against it. That's what happens when you are not renewed daily. You go backwards. I said we need to remember in the dark what we've learned in the light. Stuff you've learned at com and at church on a Sunday and all those things. When it gets dark, when times get difficult, to be resilient, we need to remember those things. I've struggled with depression on and off in my life. The first time was really hard because I thought I'll never get better. Then I got better. And then the next time I got sick, somebody said to me, you will get better. And you know what? That was it. I was going to get better. So when you've got better, you will do it again and again. And the last one is we must put our hope in the Lord. I don't know why, but there's no water here. I'm drinking my own water. <laughs> Patty filled that bottle up for me this morning. said, yeah, some water for you. I said, you're not giving me that bottle. <laughs> Find another bottle. I'm too much for that bottle. Real men wear pink. You're joking. Wear that. <laughs> the Oaks always like, oh, I wear pink, but there's no one here with pink. So there we go. So, so this morning, I want to speak about the fact that we are made up of three batteries. Three batteries. We can read about them. Matthew 22... In verse 36, it says, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. We've got three batteries. Carry on to 1 Thessalonians 5.23. It says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless till the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we have three batteries. Spirit, soul, body. If you want to know about batteries, can I speak to Sean afterwards? He'll tell you about batteries. But you know what? If, if a battery, if one of these batteries loses its charge very quickly it will drain the other two as well. So if you lose your charge spiritually, it's going to drag your soul and your, your physical body down with it. And so we need to be those that uh, 
keep ourselves able to charge. You know what? When a battery goes flat, sometimes they give it a jump start. Every jump start you give it, you shorten the life of that battery. If it goes flat, you need to trickle charge it. You need to plug it into the wall, and you know that you have to leave it there for a while. But when you jump start it, the life of the battery is shorter. So emotionally, you go downhill, and they have to jump start it. You've lost battery power. And I can tell you, having struggled with depression, when you come out of depression, everybody else has still got a reserve tank. You don't have a reserve tank anymore. When things don't go well, there's no reserve tank. It's just boom. And the biggest battery to keep pumped up that is very quickly, and especially during this COVID time, is the emotions. The emotional side of your makeup, that battery, it goes flat very quickly. And then we try and jumpstart it. Doesn't work. You try and use the Bible to get the emotions up. No, that doesn't work either. There are things that cause you, there are things that you need to do to uh, bring that battery back to where it should be. So we read in 1 Thessalonians 3 5. Paul's very concerned about this church, and if you read about this church, it actually says that it was a model church. It's a church that everyone should try to be like, a model church. But Paul was worried, and so he sends Timothy, and he says, For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you and that our labor may have been in vain. Guys, I want you to know that when your leader calls you on Monday morning or Thursday morning, if you've missed com or you've missed church, it's not to check up on you. It's to find out why, why weren't you there? Not because, oh, I, I slept in. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. You can sleep in. But it's, hey, how's your batteries? How's your emotional battery? How's your will? Did you not have the will to get up and come to church? They're not going to say that to you. I might, but they won't. Physically, how are you doing physically? You know what? That's another area where we neglect and then we end up in trouble. If we neglect ourselves physically, it will actually pull those other two batteries down as well. And the word says God has given us this temple and we need to take care of it. So don't go and buy yourself running shoes now and tomorrow you there with Christo running up the road because he'll run you into the ground. And then you're, the next day you'll sit down and you, you uh, I'm not running anymore. No. Start by walking. Start by staying on your feet more than you sit down. All these things, just begin to make a, an adjustment in your life. Who knows who C.S. Lewis is? Who's read the screw tape letters? Hey, I'm glad that some have. 
It's this conversation that the devil has with these demons. And they talk about the Christians and how they can beat the Christians. A really good book. Are you not lending mine? Find one if you, you want to read it. But C.S. Lewis, he says in the screw tape letters, there are two equal and opposite errors into which we fall. One is we disbelieve in the devil's existence. We don't believe there is a devil. And the other is to believe and develop an unhealthy interest in him. And he finishes it off. He says, the devil is pleased with both of these. He's very happy if you don't think he's around. Patty says, repeat it. You, you can check on my book. Oh, okay. <laughs> C.S. Lewis wrote, There are two equal and opposite errors into which we fall. One is we disbelieve in the devil's existence, and the other is to believe and develop an unhealthy interest in him. The devil is pleased by both. I actually said to Patty during this week, I said, hey, babe, I've got, to, I've got to learn to put this stuff up on the screen, the points. Um, but I've got an apple, so it can be a pain. I don't know if you can get it onto that stuff. So I said to Patty, I'm going to Lindy. I know she has got an apple as well. And she's going to help me learn how to do it. And because it just, it's so much more effective when you can see it as well. And as I carry on, you can still be writing whatever's behind me. So he's, the devil's going to attack your physical body. He's going to attack your, your mind, your soul, your emotions. He's going to attack your spirit. You think, ah, oh, but he can't attack my spirit. Yes, he can. I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit. I'm talking your spirit. How does he do that? Oh, he gets you to neglect your relationship with the Lord. That's an attack. I felt so bad this last week when I was away. Uh, I neglected my quiet time. Sorry, I'm confessing. I really did. And I was like, hey, no, man. On the way back, I, said to, I was nearly crying. I'm serious. I said to Peter, I can't believe I did this. But I did recharge my emotions and my physical body. But my spiritual body, fortunately, I think it's in a good place. I neglected that for a week. How about this question? Me and Patty always ask this question. We always say, Patty, I'll, I'll say, babes, who do you love the most? And she'll always say, I love Jesus first, and then I love you. I said, okay, if that's true, who do you spend the most time with? Who do, you, who do you know the best, Jesus or me? And suddenly the, then the conversation changed. It was, we want to know Jesus the best, but I actually know you the best. That's reality. If you don't spend time with someone, you don't know them that well. The more time you spend, the better you know them. 
James 4 and verses 6 to 7. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Remember, this is you've been knocked down, and now you've got to get back up. The enemy's knocked you down, now you've got to come back. Remember that picture, Roland bouncing on the thing, coming up, head under the devil. Chin. So what do we do about the devil? The first thing you need is God's grace and not pride. Pride, you will lose the battle. You will lose the battle. Grace, I'm sure we all know the, is it the acronym. Is that what you say? Where's Karen? She's doing children. Ac acronym. G-R-A-C-E. God's riches at Christ's expense. You all know that one, eh? Grace is because of what Jesus has done for me. I have not earned it. But it's been given to me. Because Jesus died so that I could live. Submit yourselves. You know what? The, the people, when they quote the scripture, they say, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. No, no, let's back up. There's a little bit more before we resist the devil and he'll flee from you. It says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So we need some submission in our life. First of all, to God, to His Word, to His disciplines, prayer, worship, whatever you do in your, your noisy time. Patty always makes me laugh because I, I tell her I'm going to have a quiet time and there's just chaos. Ah, yes, oh. <laughs> and you know what? Make sure you're submitting to your leaders. If that goes, ouch, this morning, you're not in submission. You cannot resist the devil. Submission to your leaders. And submission is an attitude. Because you can say, oh, I submit. I'm standing up on the outside, but I'm sitting down on the inside. Submission is an attitude. Then you need to resist, and he will go. But if he doesn't go, God is not a liar, and we need to go back. Have I got pride? Am I in submission? I don't like it when I resist the devil, and I think I'm in submission, but he doesn't run away. He smacks me. Then I've got to go back. Hey, am I in submission? Am Am I walking in grace? One Peter five eight to nine. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around. This is a big word. Like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. That word, be alert, in, a, in another uh, 
translation. It says, be watchful. And I said to Patty, you know what? I need to ask the people this morning, what are you watching? Are you watching the right things or are you watching the wrong things? And I don't want to go further down that road because I can really go down that road if I want to. But are you being watchful about what you watch? I know because I've got a granddaughter and she's often at mouse almost every weekend actually. She's got more friends here than she's got at her own church. And she'll tell you that. You can ask her. She even got, have you made the flag for her? Danelle even made her own flag, so when she's at this church, she can use the flag. Um, <clears throat> but we, we, gotta, we watch what she watches. Even when she says, oh no, it's okay. No, 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 I'm watching. I've got to watch what she reads. There are some things that are not helpful that they read. We've got to watch. Looking over their shoulder. You know what? There's a thing that, that people don't believe it, but it's true. Guys that watch pornography, you know what the biggest symptom is? Anger. When I see someone that's angry all the time, I've got to check that thing out. Pornography. And you know what? The stats are changing so much that ladies are catching men up. It's crazy to think that, but it's happening. And so ladies get angry as well. Watch what you're watching. I said to Patty, you know the thing that caught my eye as well is it says your enemy, the devil. Not God's enemy, your enemy. We always want to put it on God. No, he says your enemy. Not God's enemy. No one can stand against God. He is prowling. I don't know about you guys, but I love nature. I really love nature. My favorite thing used to be uh, when I used to live in Nelspreet, so I used to often go into the Kruger Park and go and look at the animals. I loved it. So if there's something comes on the TV, I want to watch that. And I've, I've trained her to, to watch with me. She loves watching with me now. But who does the killing? While the lion is prowling. It's the lionesses that do the killing. I don't mean you, Justine. But you, you know what the lionesses are? Criticism, gossip, all those things. They, 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 if you watch them, they, if they catch a, a, a buffalo, they get on it, they grab its tail, they, it's like, oof. It's hectic. And then when it's all done, the devil arrives. Get out of the way, I'm eating first. It's the same in our house.
When Patsy's done all the cooking, what did he do stuff? I said, give me my food now. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are laughing. It's <laughs> the <a> truth. <laughs> but you know what? All those things are the lionesses. They are the things that nip and bite and cook, and then the devil's there, boof, to finish the job sometimes. Resist firm in your faith. You know what? Your faith is nothing. It's the faithfulness of God that is everything. As we have faith in God, we understand that He is faithful towards us. Ephesians 6 and verse 13. Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, stand. I don't know about you, uh, when I was younger, you probably haven't done this, I used to get into lots of scuffles. Just was in my temperament, I was that sort of thing. I, even in, at school, I had this small friend like this, and I'd get him to go and stir with the other oaks, and when they grabbed him, then I used to sort them out. So I, I, I would just say, I'm looking after the small guy. But when everything's happened, make sure you're standing yeah. on your front foot. You can't box from your back foot. You can only box from your front foot. Unless your name's Muhammad Ali and you bounce off the ropes and you do the, what do they call it? The rope-a-dope. But I'm not Muhammad Ali, and so I'll stay on my front foot. So we, we say, you know, so, so how do we bounce back if we find ourselves on our back? There are things that God does, and there are things that we do. God leads us, He heals us, He protects us, he sets us free. He draws close to us. We need to do what we need to do. God can't repent for us when there's sin in our life. We repent. We, God will not worship Himself. We need to worship. We need to wait on God. We need to draw near to God. I always had this picture. Say, this is God. Okay? And it says, draw near to God, and then He will draw near to you. So, okay, I draw near to God. So then He's drawn near to me. The more I draw near, the nearer He is to us. Okay, I've done my steps now, I can stop. We need to know how to resist the devil. Guys, you know what? I can teach you about resilience and how to bounce back and when to bounce back. But if you cannot stand up and fight against the devil, you're not going to bounce back. He's going to sit on your chest. He's going to hold you down. And you will not be able to bounce back. This is a scripture that I love. 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 20. Did I put it on there, Amy? 
For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. That's it. Power. Power. Come on, Lord. Your power. Your power, Lord. Not ours. Not ours. This morning, if you've been through a traumatic event, like COVID or anything else during COVID, and we haven't been able to lay hands on you because uh, of, of the restrictions that COVID keeps on you, I wonder if you could be courageous and stand up this morning. We're going to pray for you right where you are. You're not going to come to the front. We're going to pray for you. And the power of God is going to come on you. If you need healing this morning, I want you to stand up. If you've got financial problems because of COVID, I want you to stand up. I want you to stand up for any reason that during, Gary said to me on Friday, it's a year. Is that right, Gary? Well, it's nearly a year, even if it's not a year that we've been in this place of COVID. This morning, it's not a matter of talk. It doesn't matter how much I talk, but it does matter about the kingdom of God coming in power. You know what the kingdom means? Kingdom means there's a king, and that king is Jesus. And we come in a place of sub, submission to the king, and then we're able to resist. As we speak the words out that God gives us. And so if you're standing this morning, just close your eyes, put your hands up. I always think of it like this. This is a funnel that's going to just funnel the power of God in. And so, Father, I thank you right now. I thank you right now that you come. You come in power. You come to deliver. You come to set free. You come to heal. You come to protect. Right now in the name of Jesus. Right now. Right now. If you're sitting down and you're not standing up, pray with me right now. Kingdom of God, come. Kingdom of God, come. Come in power. Come in power. Lord, we want to be a different people. We don't want to be those that are deceived by the enemy. We don't want to be those that are being held down by the enemy. Release these people this morning. In power, Lord. In power, Lord. And Lord, we just want to tell you that we love you so much. And we thank you for what you have done. Lord, I thank you that out of this meeting this morning, we'll hear of what you have done. Just stand up in faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just think of Donovan this morning as well. Donovan had to go back in for a, a, a small operation, sorting out a stent. And I said to Patty, do you notice that since Donovan testified, things have gone wrong physically? The devil. Sickness is from the devil. It's not because of sin. It's because Adam and Eve sinned back then. 
and we've been born into sin. And so the devil tries to use that to come against us. And this morning we just declare over Donovan, Lord, that you will bring your healing in the wonderful name of Jesus, Lord. Wonderful name of Jesus. So I'm here this morning and uh, I'm shouting about the kingdom of God, but if you've never surrendered, you can sit down if you're standing, if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, I'm sorry to say this, but you're not in the kingdom of God. And that's not a good place to be. Now, I could be speaking to all those that have already decided that you're going to follow Jesus. But I have to give the opportunity in case there's just one person. I remember the day that my granddaughter came to the Lord. We were all sitting here and Sherman was preaching. I still remember what he was preaching on. He said, you got these lights on the side of the road and when you want to go off the road, it goes, do, 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 brings you back onto the road. And when we had, that weekend, we had, we had brought our granddaughter with us and she said to Patty and I, Granny, and she calls me Gumpy, not Grumpy, Gumpy. She says, Granny and Gumpy, I'm not going to see you in heaven because I don't know Jesus. We started to pray over it. Not that we weren't praying before, but much more specific. And at that time, Sherman came to preach. And she was sitting on the floor next to us with her, with her crayons and a piece of paper. And what did she write on there? I love you. I love you, God. I love you, Lord. Lord, I love you, Lord. And I saw that. And I thought, wow. And Sherman gave an invitation. And she put her hand up. How long ago was that? Two, about two years ago. So she was seven. And at first, uh, Sherman was like, hey, that's your granddaughter. I said, you pray for her. She's given her life to the Lord. And we have seen since that day, honestly, there's been such a dramatic change in her life. She loves the Lord. She tells us that we're going to go to heaven together. It's just, it's unbelievable, the change that happened in her life. For me, it's easy to say something. You need to live it out. And she has done that. So if you're here this morning and you've never done that, I wonder if you could stick your hand up. We'd love to pray for you. No pressure, but at the same time, pressure. Maybe you are this morning as well and your walk with God has not been what it used to be. You've found yourself in a place of, hey, I just, I'm not in a good place. I, I need to do something about this in my walk with God. I need to 
to begin to break through into that place that I once was. I wonder this morning if we can all just stand up so people are not under pressure. We should all be recommitting our life to the Lord on a daily basis anyway. And so I pray for you now. If you're part of that group, I pray now, Lord, that you would come, you would open up their hearts, you would uh, dig down into their souls, and that you would become their foundation. I thank you for that, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus.